All right, everyone, before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce you to our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Whether you're already a fantasy player or just trying to become one, competing with friends doesn't stop at the final whistle. Neither should your fantasy league. Champions Round is building the arena where your favorite sports and athletes are always in play. They're the only round-based fantasy sports game, which is pretty cool because they break up the season into small chunks and you have more chances to draft your perfect team and to win, of course. You can do your mock drafts, play with friends, family, or even us. Play with us, your draft queens. So go on, download the Champions Round app on the App Store to play today. And now, let's get into today's show. What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, and we're coming at you for another week of such exciting COVID coverage. What's up, Michelle? <laughs> I know. I feel like feel like we need like that scrolling headline underneath, like COVID update, COVID oh, no. update, COVID update. Exactly. Is this even a football show anymore? Is this fantasy? I don't know. I feel like I'm more like the public or national health service. Or I think we should because- probably get a scientist on one of these episodes. A doctor, oh, a scientist, something. Oh, my God. Are there any famous, like, how about the guy who punctured uh, the lung? What's what's his name? Uh, oh, quarterback for the Chargers. Who punctured uh, the lung? Punctured his lung. His- yeah. Um, the the uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Oh, Why was oh, I blanking oh, on oh, that? Oh, oh. Is, he a dent- yeah. Is he a scientist? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> no, he... <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking his trainer could come on the podcast. Ah, okay. The trainer I see. who who punctured his lung, which is just like the most ridiculous shit that I have ever heard. I see. I see. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe we don't yeah. want to have him, but I definitely think it'd be worth having like a doctor or something on 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 the line with us one of these days. Yeah, that's the, that's the only one I know offhand, but um, we can because of his crazy headlines this year. But between him, maybe we can get Fauci on the line. You Probably know, since Fauci. He's kind of been like demoted out of the. Uh, <laughs> Not demoted, but like in the in the background of the White House action. When Trump has um, pushed you out, go to the draft yes, queens. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what we all do. But all right. So so Michelle. So Michelle. So Michelle. My dear friend Michelle. It is week five. We're starting to hit the uh we're starting to hit a what I thought was uh, potentially a stride for, you know, some teams playing every week, every other week, if there's some COVID scares, starting to get really scary, like really very scary for uh, week five, which are when bye weeks are starting and uh, lots of COVID tailspins. Red alert. If you didn't hear what Kate said, bye weeks are starting. So bye weeks. Last week, we had an unsuspecting and unscheduled bye week due to COVID, shocker, uh, yes, where the, the Titans and the Steelers game had to be punted to a, uh, a later date. So under normal circumstances, this would be the first week of official buys. Um, but we had an unexpected one, an unexpected one last week. That said, red alert, bye week start this week. Lions, Packers, no game. Don't put them in your lineup. Should I have like um one of those funny little sound effects that come on here? It's like 
Actually, yes. Red alert. Yes. We should just have like red alerts, kind of like key injury report <laughs> where it goes, meh, meh, meh. this is a big one. So if you're just kind of tuning off in la la land like I do when I listen to podcasts, this is one of the more important things. So good, it's a good yeah. idea. I like it. I like it. So yeah, All right. bye weeks are starting. Like we said, the Lions and the Packers don't have those guys mm-hmm. in your lineup. They are not playing. And then we mentioned this before about last week and the Titans, but I, every headline I keep reading is it's getting worse in Tennessee and not better. So I, I can't understand how they're going to play this Titans-Bills game this week. But they also they are. They also haven't announced that they're not playing it. So this is where it gets very frustrating from a fantasy perspective because you don't know what to do. Do you Are they going to just postpone it like till Monday night like they did with – Kansas City and New England, in which case you could play those guys, or are they going to totally, you know, do it at another time, in which case you can't play those guys. So this is where fantasy is getting super stressful this year. Yeah, we're going to have to keep a keen eye on this. I, I also, as it pertains to fantasy, well, here's the thing I've been thinking about, and you mentioned this last week lightly, but just to put a pin in this idea, I think that I think the league might start playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Why wouldn't you? Or Saturdays. Like, why wouldn't you play in the extra days if it takes two weeks from a COVID, from not testing positive for COVID, and that's on a uh, a Wednesday was the latest Titans update. I guess today's Thursday when we're recording, but on a Wednesday, could they play two Wednesdays from now just to like get that game in maybe? before they test positive again? Maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the look, or yeah. I mean, I think then you have to take into consideration like you know um, travel days and practice days. Like they still need yeah. to make sure there's enough time there. So I don't know, man. Should have just done the bubble. Just going to say it. I don't know, man. We should have just done the bubble. Although I was reading some really interesting... I I forget who it was. I don't want to say it wasn't Michael Thomas. Um, Someone with an M first name. That that narrows it down. Ingram or something. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Someone was tweeting, and it was kind of sad, you know, because he was like, I already don't see my kid enough, and now I have to start quarantining because people are getting COVID during the NFL season. So this poor NFL player who will remain unnamed, because I can't remember who it was... But you know he was treat he was tweeting out the realness, yeah. and uh, you forget that that's that's what people are getting themselves into uh, between the NBA and I mean I think people were excited about the NFL because folks could go home and see their their families, but I think they're reeling that back. So, but, but wouldn't well look, I, I I think the bubbling thing is hard because you're right you're you're then you know agreeing to be separated from your family for X amount of time. That said, you're technically putting yourself in a safer situation for yeah, that period time. of time. So, you know, it's look, it's it's a flip of a coin. I mean, it's it's hard either way, but quarantining because people are getting COVID and you're exposed to it is definitely scarier than going into a bubble for 16 yeah. weeks and making sure you don't get sick. It's just 16 weeks is a long time. Yeah, plus, I mean, 16 weeks plus playoffs plus the time in between that and the Super Bowl or however they're divvying it up this year. It's tough. It's like an it's a it's an impossible situation for some of these players to be in. What's better? What's worse? Right. Like being bubbled away from your family for five or six months or potentially exposing them and yourself to totally uh, a potentially deadly disease. So. Anyway, we we've gone on a tangent, haven't we? As normal, <laughs> how are you? Um, how are you watching this week, or what's up in your world this week? Um, okay, so my team is three and one. 
which love is- to hear it. Congratulations. Team is three and one after suffering my only lost to you, which, God, what a blemish. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, but it's put me up to three, number three in the league. So I'm feeling really good going into this week. Uh, I, I don't know. I Like, it's a weird thing about fantasy because I, I personally just, like, fall in love with my lineup and I'm always convinced my lineup's the best, even if I, it's not. But, like, I feel good. We're three and one. I haven't made, like that many waiver moves I've done a couple here and there for like an injury or you know my streaming D's I've done that but other than that my team stayed like pretty intact and like guys are starting to wake up so like Joe Mixon went off last week which I've been waiting for so like I hope that continues though he has a tough matchup this week against Baltimore Tyler Lockett went off a couple of weeks ago like Deshaun Watson finally Deshaun had the hardest opening schedule like he played Casey Baltimore and Pittsburgh and still fairly did fairly well last week Minnesota did even better this week Jacksonville should do even better so I I feel like some of my guys have like started to find their their ground and and uh yeah I don't know I'm just I'm I'm stoked for this week's matchups isn't that just such a fun feeling when you start to hit that stride for real? Let's like, just not... hope I'm really hitting it and not just like pretending I'm hitting it. But I personally feel like I'm hitting it. Yeah, I, I was looking at your, uh, obviously, I've been peeping people's scores and during the games to see who's ahead, who's behind. Um, I saw Joe went off on your lineup. I'd say like, uh, you know, on my end, I am two and two. Okay. I'm on the up and up after my devastating loss of Saquon Barkley, uh, who did not perform in game one and then was take carted it off the field in game two. Those were huge because I hadn't couldn't take him out of my lineup and totally shit the bed in uh, those first two games of this season. But um, I feel like with Jarek McKinnon and Singletary, who are just putting up consistent 10 to 20 points, I just feel good about all these players. There's no one really super dropping the ball yet. Now, now that I say that, someone's going to absolutely <laughs> eat it this week. But overall, I'm feeling pretty solid. I'm feeling solid this week. I, I'm stoked. I'm I'm excited uh, for this week's matchups. Uh, I'm dying to know what's going to happen in this Tennessee-Buffalo game because I have Stefan Diggs, who's been, you know, tremendous so far this season. So, like, I obviously don't want to lose him this week, but I also want to make sure I know if I need to replace him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm rolling the dice with some of the – you know, I picked up Alshon Jeffrey, which I think was hopefully a little sneaky, like, before he was ready. So we'll see if that pays off. And then – Debo Samuel spent, you know, the first couple of weeks on IR. He's coming back. He's got a pretty good matchup against Miami. Hoping, you know, he returns to form. So just me having a crush on my own fantasy team. Well, listen, we've got uh, we've got a lot a lot of ground to cover today when we get to our stardom situm because to your point, there's a lot of outliers here. So we're going to outline it for all of y'all when we get to our stardom situm segment, but I think before that, Michelle, should we turn it over to our very favorite segment, the huddle? I love the huddle. All right, it's our favorite time, the huddle. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a jingle with it. There's always a new, a brand new, it's a brand new jingle adventure every time around. It's true. You yes, never it's really the know. huddle. <laughs> 
you never know how we're going to sing it. Um, but it is. It's time for the huddle, which is where Kate and I give ourselves 60 seconds to give you all the sports headlines for the week. Kate, do you have the clock ready? I, I always have the clock ready. Are you kidding? <laughs> I was born to have the clock ready. Uh, yes, I've got 60 seconds on the clock, and I am ready to start that timer whenever you say go. All right, who's reading the first one, me or you? Um, I'll take it. Let's Let's do it. All right, count yourself down then, I guess. Okay, in three, two, one, and here I go. Due to an impending hurricane, the Monday night football game could move from New Orleans to Indianapolis. The Seattle Storm's Sue Bird sets a WNBA Finals single game assists record against the Las Vegas Aces. Washington football team is benching Dwayne Haskins for Kyle Allen at quarterback. Uh, The Los Angeles Lakers are switching to their black Mamba uniforms for a potential title-clinching Game 5. Woohoo! Mamba mentality. The Yankees, Padres, A's, Marlins are facing elimination in the first round of baseball playoffs. Uh, Swiss skydiver upsets Authentic to become the sixth Philly to win the Preakness Stakes. I don't know what wow. a Philly is, okay. but anyway. Uh, a baby horse, maybe? Um, Brianna Stewart named WNBA Finals MVP after leading Seattle Storm to the fourth WNBA championship. And the Braves, the Braves sweep the Marlins? Yes, confirmed. As I'm saying this, the Braves have swept the Marlins. Woo! Right on time, baby! That's amazing. Right Nailed. on time. We got 60 Nailed seconds. It. Yeah, I just, as you were reading that headline, whoa, that is so freaky. The Braves just just happened. swept the Marlins. Like as you read that, wow! Talk- we do usually say no crystal ball. Like maybe crystal ball, or or we're just like super producers. I think we're super yeah. producers of the show, so we nailed it. I think we are. I think we are. Well, we've got a lot going on. Can you uh, confirm <laughs> that a filly is a baby horse? I don't. I don't think I. I, I panicked, so I ah. said baby horse, but I think it's just a horse. A filly is a female horse that is too young to be called a mare. There you go. So it is a baby horse. Basically. It's an it's a young horse. <laughs> it's not a full it's not an adult it's not a mare. It's not an adult horse. Okay, so is there no age gating for like for horse racing? I, I don't also, know. So they're still doing preakness? Well, yeah, so, like, we talked, I think we talked about this when we talked about, like, the Kentucky Derby. Like, they moved around sort of the Triple Crown. So, normally, I think the Preakness is first, but now it was last. Um, And, yeah, so, basically, well, this says it's the sixth one. So, nine times, or, you know, nine times out of ten, it's an older horse that wins these races. But in this case... Or is it a male horse that wins the races? Sixth filly? Is it because she's young? Or female, or young and female. It like, what is the... I'm looking at... I'm thinking of, like, three Venn diagrams of why she's the sixth filly. I'm going to say she's the sixth filly because she's young and female, and she kicked butt. Oh, way to go, Swiss skydiver. The sixth filly to win the Preakness Stakes. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty... When you were reading that headline, I was like, what is this sport? And then Preakness. Got it. Got it. Got well, it. Got it. Well, fun fact about horse racing... Um, which I love. (laughs) I love horse racing. Secretly, I love horse racing. It's so fun. Like, have you ever gone to, like, Saratoga or Belmont? Like, have you ever gone? No, but this is... 
I've known you for so many years. I had absolutely no idea that you liked horse racing. Oh my God. Okay. Well, when life goes back to normal and we can go to these places and like watch the horse races, it is the most fun day. You go, you bring like sandwiches and beers and hang out at the racetrack. You put in your little bets. You go watch all the races. It's so fun. But the very fun fact is, not just that I love horse racing, but um, I have a very strategic way of betting on horses. I only look at their names and I bet on them based on the name that I like the best. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... That's it. That, it's that the most fun day. That to me makes day. perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. I don't care about else... the jockey or how old they are or if it's a filly. I don't even know what a filly is. You know what I like? <laughs> Funny horse names. So And blind luck. <laughs> and blind luck. I mean, I bet like a dollar on the races. It's like, who cares? That's... You know, it, that's that's the least of it. It's just fun to read the names and be like, I like that one. You know what? Now that you say that, I think I went to a horse race like freshman year of college. Uh, it was like Highmont or something. I don't know. I don't know. But it was fun. We did enjoy it. And it rained. And obviously we were in college. So everyone was just like smacking, <laughs> like totally like throwing down beers and like rolling uh, in the mud. And so it was a mess, but it was really, really, really very fun. My lily dress did not survive. All right. Next year when horse racing returns and hopefully we can go to them and watch you and I will go, we'll do a special, a special horse racing episode. It'll be very fun. I think that's a great idea. And we, yeah, we, we need some off season content after football. So horse racing, it is look forward to it. Sold. It will happen. I love it. All right. Kate, should we get into this week's Stardom Sit'em? Yeah, unless there's anything else you want to talk about other than all the things happening in baseball. And uh, it's just the end of it's the end of sports. WNBA is done. Uh, the NBA is about done. The MLB is about done. So that's pretty much all that we covered today. I think we're just going to watch as people uh, bring in those championships. So I think we should start and we should sit if you're ready to get into it. Time for that stardom situm segment that you all tuned in for for the end of this show. It is our fantasy roundup for the week, and it's brought to you by our sponsor, Champions Round. So uh, we've got we've got three sections to cover off on. First, a look back at week four, looking at the good starts, good sits that we made, and uh, any updates for week five. Then we'll get into a key injury report for week five, so you know exactly who not to play. And don't look stupid, as we always say. And uh, then we'll round out with very official Week 5 start-sit predictions, who you can pluck off those waivers if you are having some COVID-slash-IR issues. We've got you covered. Or if you're looking to stream a QB, stream a D, stream anybody, we've got you covered today. So, Michelle, looking back at Week 4, is there just one thing that we keep harping on every week that we just simply cannot get around? Um, I think the Giants have become our new Dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. I think the Giants think have become right. our new Dolphins. So I I snagged uh, the Rams D last week against um, against the Giants, and and boy did that serve me well. And uh, I think you know Jared Goff had a big game against them. I, I just think I've said it a million times, so I'm not going to harp on it too hardcore. But the Giants just don't look good. They lost Saquon. I don't like the coaching over there. 
you know, the Rams had five sacks last week and uh, an interception, and and the Giants scored nine points. Like, I don't have it in front of me, and I'm yeah. sure I could pull it up, but, like, I feel like the Giants haven't even gotten out of, like, double digits in the last three weeks. So uh, nah. we called it last week. It was a good call, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what that means for this week's lineup. But um, that was a good that was a good look back for us. Yeah, I, I've got a, another good look back, and then I got two potential oopsies that we'll say I'm mea culpa for. Um, first good look. Still feeling uh, pretty good about um, Hunter Renfro, and uh, he looked pretty good. Solid, solid, right? Like I said, and I still believe this, solid for your slot if you're looking for someone, anyone. I would say slot him into your flex and see how he does. So I would say that was probably a good call. I can take full responsibility for those of you who potentially were streaming a D and thought it would be a good idea to pick up the Cardinals versus Carolina. That was a bad call, Kate. Bad Bridge, stream. Bridgewater went off. Bad. We'll talk about him too. But all right, so we were we were we were mad last week. We had a couple of good yeah. ones, and yeah, hey, it happens. No crystal ball. Yeah, I think I I think I actually just undervalued the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater. So I know we will get into that. Um, but Cardinals this week playing the Jets. That's another shitty team. Sorry, Jets, Giants, and Dolphins fans. <laughs> um, Jets, Giants, Dolphins, oh my. Yeah, <laughs> oh, worst three teams in the league. Uh, and I'm, I'm sticking with the Cardinals, so it was a bust last week, but I want to caveat that in saying I think they'll actually do really well against the Jets, so don't necessarily discount them if you do need to stream a D. Um, I don't know. I, I Can I say one other thing? Just one other thing from last week, just to... Get people because this is this is on your team squarely. But we had talked about Alan Lazard on last week's show, not realizing Alan Lazard was not playing. I know. So how did Marquez Valdez Scandling do? Well, I dropped him. I dropped him this week, so we're uh, oh. we kind of we're off that so one. Not well. Uh, no, nah, I mean not not great, right? Like not great. Yeah. So I, I sort of left that one uh, to uh, to go and. Uh, there was uh, there was definitely some standouts on the tight end perspective for uh, Green Bay, but not so much in in uh, MVS's world. So um, I let him go. Well, now I know. Had to yeah, let him go. That was a good call on your end. So well done, good call. Had to let him go. All right. So we've been talking key injuries. Sadly, there are more new ones to report. Uh, I think some of the notable ones being you know Nick Chubb on on the Browns. Um, those of you that are Kareem Hunt owners, that's great for you. They've been splitting time and both have been doing amazing. Um, but uh, but Nick Chubb has a knee injury, um, so he will not be in this week. You've got Cam Akers uh, with a rib injury. Austin, Egler, Austin Eckler, who's been amazing for the Chargers, uh, out with a hammy. Not good. And then you've got Fant and Cook and Jordan Reed, three tight ends and three ankle injuries. Oh, my God. It's bad. It's bad. It's it's hard out there. It's not looking great. Ugh. And then, Yikes. And then there's the whole, like, the COVID thing now, right? Like, so um, the Patriots, Stephen Gilmore, tested positive. He's not able to, to play or practice. Uh, there's been some positive tests on the Raiders. There's more positive tests rolling in on Tennessee, most notably Corey Davis. So now I feel like not only you have to look at, now we finally hit that point where we're not just looking at injuries. We've got to look and see, you know, who is unfortunately, you know, um, testing positive for COVID for you to, you know, make sure they're not in your lineup. The one thing that's very interesting, and I think fantasy sort of um, 
platforms, right? Like the different places where you can, you know, host your fantasy sports. Um, I think this was completely unexpected and, and, and not necessarily prepared really well for, right? So take last week. Um, you have Cam Newton, who, who is, is um, diagnosed with coronavirus. Basically, what ends up happening is he's put on IR, right? So you can put him in your IR spot so you don't need to drop him, but you, you can put another quarterback in. You don't have to, you know, waste a, a space or, or drop him, right? Good. That's good. What happens, you know, with Tennessee and Pittsburgh? Nobody tested, um, you know, positive, like, or, or they tested, there's positive tests, and, they, and then they postpone the game. It's like, I feel, I personally feel like the, the, the league rules, and, and this is not something that your commissioner can change. I think this is just in the settings of how these things are set up, because who the hell knew we'd be dealing with a pandemic, but... It would have made some sense if there was a way if the whole team is now being penalized because of coronavirus, right? You should be able to put any of those guys on IR so that you could go out and pick someone else up. Like, you're not going to drop Juju Smith-Schuster because Pittsburgh's not playing, but now you're screwed because you need a a wide receiver space. So it's, again, this has been like a very serious chess match. Um, And so we, we will plan to bring... The injury updates, but also, you know, touch on the COVID updates because that obviously, you know, is going to is going to be a big game changer week over week. Well, listen, COVID and injury, they both fall under IR. So they're one in the same at this point. And the thing that I've run into if we're talking about COVID gripes, because it's really starting to affect my lineup. And I was talking to the guy in our league who's now number one. Um, cause he's been doing a great job. I just watch him on the waivers cause you know, you have to be a student of the game sometimes and watch people who are just as good, if not better than you. So, um, I was watching what he was doing on the waivers and we talked about it this morning between the two of us. And I think a lot of people are doing this stashing as many of a certain positional player as you can. Yep. So I am, I still have two IR spots open. What I'd like to do is you know, get a little, to your point, chess matchy, get a little strategic, Yep. throw some other people in those IR spots so my whole bench is stacked. You don't really know when people come back or not or never or tomorrow. It's just, it's all, there's no rules. No game, it, it's, it's, a, it's a game with no rules right now. Yep. And so I'm basically running into the problem and we'll talk it out, but I have too many running backs. Like I have... It, seven not seven <laughs> i think i have five running backs well that, and i've maxed it out yeah so. i i did the same thing with wide receivers i maxed out too which is kind of a good thing though because then it just makes you kind of you know like you said if i have that many wide receivers already i better start thinking about you know filling some spaces with some other people so but i do think that's the play i think you got to have you know the backup to the backup or make sure that another thing you could do is Try, look, a lot of people try to do the quarterback wide receiver stack. I do it for sure. You maybe want to be careful of of those stacks and having too many guys on one team because if something happens and games are postponed, now you're not only down one person, you're down multiple. So that stack could bite you in the ass, which is a little tricky. It's a it's a crapshoot, and you know between you and I, I mean, we had been stacking. I always stack San Francisco. That's why I picked them for our pick them for Super Bowl. Uh, and yeah, I stack 49ers, and it just when the whole team goes down, 
what are you supposed to do when your quarterback is down and your RB1 and your tight end one and everybody is just down for the count? Think about it if you have the Titans right now. You know, a lot of people are so bullish and we're picking Tannehill off the waivers because he looked great. You know, he looked great in game one. He looked great in game two, week one, week two. They're what, 3-0 and right now? I should know this, but they didn't play week four, so they must be 3-0. and Goskowski, after flubbing the the first game of the season, he went off in game two. So I don't know. It's 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 chess. You hit the nail on the head, Michelle. It's chess. We're not playing checkers anymore, and uh, we're playing with like a three D board, and we're just trying to try and get by. We're just trying to get by. And that being said, Kate and I will try to help you get by by talking through our start and sit for this week. And speaking of, Kate and I are going to get into our week five start and sit them. All right, before we get into it, we want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Anchor. And if you haven't already heard of Anchor, it's seriously the easiest way to make a podcast, guys. And it's how we distribute Draft Queens to your earballs and out to all of you. And not to mention it's free. So if you're thinking about making your own podcast, or if you just want to check out other podcasts, go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app today. All right, so I switched up the uh, the order this week for uh, for Stardom Sidem. We're we're gonna start. Wow! I don't know. I just was feeling a little crazy, you know. Um, so we're gonna Whoa, sp- slow down. <laughs> this is a bit. This is already we're playing chestnut checkers. I'm gonna get all thrown off here. All right, where do you, where do you want to start? I want to start with QBs, and you you briefly mentioned this uh, in, um, in in speaking of Carolina earlier, but um, Teddy Bridgewater has just like blown up over the last last few weeks you know Mm -hmm. he had you know the cardinals last week he threw 275 yards two tds looking solid and he's got an amazing lineup uh, a matchup this week against atlanta so um probably not on a lot of people's rosters uh i mean maybe maybe like 50 percent rostered so absolutely worth looking at teddy bridgewater and picking him up maybe you have aaron Rodgers, and aaron Rodgers is on by so you should play teddy bridgewater just saying you've been talking about him since the beginning well so. I, dr- I drafted him and 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 i also have deshaun watson so look i was not i was trying not to get cute right you know don't get too cute i was playing deshaun through thick and thin um, I will be playing, you know, Deshaun uh, likely this week as well. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater is an awesome pickup coming off a big week last week. Um, the 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 Carolina Panthers are two and two, uh, and they're just they're looking good. I, I just think they're looking good, and and I think Atlanta, you know, defensively is it should Teddy should just be able to blow up again this week. So um, if he's if he's not rostered in in your league, snag him if you already snagged him put them in your lineup for sure that's a good call I feel like you've been you've been on that bandwagon for a while so I love to see these things come around um I've got a I've got a potential start sit for you um and as for QBs um had to get uh, starting to have to get a little bit streamy in the QB too um and so the question of Jimmy Garoppolo coming back I think he has a high ankle sprain or something to that effect um is an interesting one you know he's always a reliable reliable QB2 I would say um so I think it's good to look at him and if you if you need a quarterback he could be coming back so keep an eye on him 
Um, I dropped him, though, actually. Wow, you did? I did in looking out for someone who, by the numbers, has been performing better than Jimmy did fantasy-wise last year. So I was comparing the two. Who'd you snag? And uh, so I snagged, or sorry, who performed just as performed just as well this year when comparing when they were in and out. Got it. So, sorry, I'm confusing myself. But I dropped Jimmy G in favor of Justin Herbert on the Chargers. Wow. Like I said, I'm getting a little bit streamy. I think I'm going to lean in a little bit there more because uh, people are dropping like flies, and I don't think I can commit to a QB2 right now. So I don't know if Jimmy's coming back. And Jimmy is he's – bo- he's boom or – mid middle of the road you know and it's usually middle of the road so I mean Justin Herbert was just named the the starting quarterback for the Chargers for the rest of the season so when you're talking Mm -hmm. QB1 versus QB2 you know that that definitely makes some sense I mean it also doesn't hurt that he almost threw 300 yards last week so I think he should be in a should be in a pretty good spot with that pickup Uh, I'm surprised you didn't just stash Jimmy G though I would have stashed him no, can't stash him. It doesn't. It, it, I couldn't sit him on IR because he's just Q. He's questionable. So I he's hate just that. Old. I hate that. He, he's lingering. He's been lingering on my lineup. I didn't. Well, I was like toying with it because my my heart was saying keep Jimmy, and <laughs> the numbers were saying Justin Herbert is now QB one for Chargers and also scored forty seven fantasy points last week. So he was basically your he was my uh joe, who, who did joe, Mick, joe yeah. mixon he, he was my joe mixon he will yep. be my joe mixon i hope so he's looked amazing game week two three four i'm looking forward to watching him against the saints because i i think he has based on how the saints have been playing and their defense has been playing and based on how he's been playing all right justin herbert fan i like it i like it uh I think that's really those are those are my top ones that I wanted to talk through for for QBs. Should we should we go into to RBs? I would love to. And also, like looking back on all the years I've had Nick Chubb in my lineups and how fucking hard Kareem Hunt went off this week. Uh, we got to start there. I was so impressed and. Uh, a little surprised. I, I personally wasn't too bullish on him, but a I, lot of people were. A lot, lot, lot. And I'm, you're right. I've been really bullish on him. Um, I look. He's put up double double digit fantasy points in in all four games. He's found the end zone every other game. Awesome. And that's all been as RB two. Like he does split the time with Nick Chubb. The guy's good. You know, he obviously ran into some personal issues last year, but the guy's good on the field. And now that he'll be, you know, the official lead back, um, I think it's going to be a big, another big week for him uh, against, you know, Indianapolis. So uh, sorry for, you know, you know, Chubb going down because he's also been off to an incredible start. But, um, you know, Kareem Hunt's value just went way up. And I bet you a lot of people were stashing him and playing the, and playing him like he has been great. Um, but now he's, you know, officially in that number one spot. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Um is there anyone else you're looking out for who could be a potential boom? So James Robinson has been a consistent, you know, boom in in Jacksonville. So, you know, he he's on the field for like 50% of the plays. 
um, and gets a lot of the looks there. So I think he's he's continued to be consistent um, and and should continue to be consistent. And then there's this this question mark. So we mentioned that Austin Eckler is unfortunately out dealing with a hamstring injury. I had mentioned Josh Kelly a few weeks ago. He was doing really well. And then, of course, when I said it and I picked him up, he did terribly. Now with Eckler out, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Chargers because you've got um, you've got Josh Kelly, uh, but you also have uh, Justin Jackson over there. So I, I think both of those are worth looking at, reading up on, seeing you know what's going on there. Justin Jackson Jackson was injured for you know the beginning part of the season. He didn't have like a huge huge um, uh, huge game um, last week. But that said, you know Eckler does get a ton of looks in um in uh for the chargers and so basically that hole's going to need to be filled and the question is 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 josh kelly going to fill it or is um you know is jackson going to fill it so a bit of a jury's out on that one but i think they're both worth mentioning just because eckler's been so strong and the chargers rely on a run game that they're gonna have to find something to do there Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well i think we can definitively say who not to start this week um levion bell is back but I would not touch that with a ten foot pole. So uh, that know, we, that Jets game was rough last week, man. Like and and now, oh, speaking of benching quarterbacks, so Washington has benched their their quarterback in favor of a new one, and the Jets have benched Darnold and Flacco starting this week. So I, it's like, God. look, these guys are both. They have a ton of experience. They've been around forever. I'm not poo pooing them and saying they're bad. I just think they may be past their prime. For all I know, it's going to be, you know, sparks and romance between, you know, Flacco and Lev Bell, and they're going to, like, bring the Jets back to life. But I don't feel good about Lev Bell coming back this first week, um, and the Jets just couldn't really hold it together uh, and string, like, good offensive drives together in, in last week's game. So he may be back, but I don't think he's worth putting in your lineup this week. Yeah, and and I think it's also worth – it's so hard to give this advice, just going back to what we talked to um, a couple minutes ago in the beginning of Stardom Sidham and talking about injured reserve and talking about, like, who else, who to stream if you're, you know, the, the walls are closing in, right? Teams aren't playing. People are snatching and hoarding people off of their <laughs> waiver wires left and right. That's just, that that is the reality of the situation, if you're thinking about who, if we haven't covered them in this segment, you're thinking about who to draft, hit us up on our socials. You know where to find us, at the Draft Queens on Instagram and at underscore, at, at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter. Because it, it there's just, there's so many different chess pieces and ways this could go. I love seeing the different, like, questions that come in from people because everybody's got such a different conundrum that they have to deal with you know and and sometimes mm-hmm. just getting you know an outsider's perspective hopefully we can be of help to you again no crystal ball we're not saying we're going to get it right but everybody has very different conundrums and it's super interesting to you know see what people are thinking and, and dealing with so certainly hit us up and we're, we're happy to help you out yes definitely hit us up and let us know what questions you have but I think especially for running backs this week as you're storing those rb2s rb3s Hit us on our socials. Same thing for tight ends, but we'll get there in a second. Before we get to tight ends, which will be another fun one, 
Um, what about wide receivers? You said you had some you had some hot takes in the wide receiver slot. What do you What are you thinking? Well, I mentioned a couple of them. So I I had picked up Alshon Jeffrey, knowing that he was out, but knowing that he would eventually come back. Um, the Eagles haven't been great, um, but Alshon's pretty damn good. So I'm 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 keeping an eye on that one to see you know kind of how you know he comes back around. He's mm-hmm. still he's still questionable. Like he's starting to work out. Like it, it's not like a hundred percent in. This is more of just like a hey, keep your eye out, and if you want to be sneaky, you could you know try to roll if you have that if you have that spot on your lineup and you want to stockpile, he might be worth it, knowing you can't necessarily use him quite yet. That said, guys that have been on your bench and on IR for the last few weeks but making a return is Debo Samuel. So, I mean, I think this is going to be a huge missing piece, you know, coming back for for San Francisco. Um, He, you know, he ran some plays last week, had a couple of, uh, you know, catches, looked great, um, hasn't totally found his rhythm yet, um, but I do feel, you know, pretty good. Um, you know, coming into this week playing against Miami. Uh, the guy's, he's ready, you know, like he's excited. I'm glad he didn't go too hard in his first game back um, and just re-injure himself. But I think this is a really good uh, lineup or, uh, sorry, matchup for him this week against Miami. And I, I look at Debo as a, as a breakout this week. I love that. I, I like that we, or I like that we're getting the 49ers back in some way. Like Jimmy G could be back. Do you, I mean, is your boy Colonel Mostert coming back? He's questionable too, I feel like. He started practicing again this week. It's been a little bit limited. I would say for those folks that have either uh, Raheem or Jarek McKinnon, I mean, keep an eye on, you know, that down to the wire to see who's going to play. Because look, I think if you have, you know, Raheem Mostart and he's going to play, you want him in your lineup. Then the question becomes, you've been relying on Jarek McKinnon, who's been great, but do you keep him in your lineup knowing that, you know, I I think they'll probably split. I think they'll probably split the work, which could mean both of them have a good week, but that one's really worth monitoring. Uh, Raheem Mostart is definitely back and practicing. um, And so you'll, uh, we'll have to see, you know, uh, again, we're recording this on Thursday, so we don't know quite yet, uh, but he did practice on Thursday. And so keep an eye on, on that one for sure. Okay. Well, I like that you're thinking back to wide receivers, but you're thinking Debo potentially. Love that you're hoarding Debo. Love that you're hoarding Alshon Jeffrey. Anyone else? Well, speaking of people that I've been hoarding that haven't really paid off for me, I always talk about Emmanuel Sanders, and I was super high on him when Michael Thomas went out, then Jared Cook went out, and I was like, dude, they got to gotta go to Emmanuel Sanders now, right? Well, not exactly right. Uh, they, they've been going to uh, Traquan Smith. And so while Emmanuel has been part of the offense for sure and in, in, in helping pick up for some of the, you know, the injured players, um, Traquan, Smith, Tra- Traquan Smith sorry, um, has been amazing. Had two touchdowns last week. He's definitely getting a lot of looks. Uh, Michael Thomas, you know, still out. So um, if Traquan Smith is available in your league, grab him, play him. Uh, I think, you know, he uh, he's definitely stepped up in a in a big way uh, for New Orleans. OK, well, can I give you a desperation pick? Sure. Potentially do it, um, because I, I really don't know how this is going to pan out. But I do sometimes sometimes I like a quarterback coming off of the bench and stepping up and hitting a wide receiver who could use some love. So I know that. um 
I know that the Washington football team, based on our huddle today, is benching Dwayne Haskins for Kyle Allen. I think there could be something in the wide receiver slot for Dontrell Inman, who is pretty much, if not number one, number two, um, with Terry McLaurin out with a thigh injury Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Steven Sims out with a toe injury. Who the heck else are they going to look at? You know, they're playing the Rams. The Rams are, you know, pretty decent on defense, but I like a fresh quarterback and it's, it, it suited, it suited the NFL really well this year to see, um, you know, 49ers step up, Nick step up and, uh, you know, see the Chargers step up with Tyrod Taylor out. Like I'm liking these secondaries for quarterbacks. So I'm just going to throw Dontrell Inman in the mix given that they're switching up their quarterback for Kyle Allen. I like it. I like a a good long shot. I think I agree with you. Sometimes fresh blood is really helpful. I think they do have a really tough matchup this week against uh, the Rams. But yeah, fresh blood sometimes is good. I, I, I like a good long shot. Why not? We need them this year. We need a long shot. We need those long shots to come through. Also, it's a lot of fun. And and we're slim pickings this year. So <laughs> we'll do our best with who's available. Shall we shall we tight end it? Tight end is probably like the number one most confusing position for me right now. How so, are you feeling about it? So I feel I feel okay about it. I had um I had Jimmy Graham last week was pretty meh, not not too thrilled with that, and frankly, probably not playing him in tonight's uh, Thursday night game. I, I went out and I picked up Darren Fells um, on Houston. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be a little sneaky with my Deshaun Watson to Darren Fells, you know, one-two punch there. Um, like it. Like you know, it. They're the, the lead, um, well, yeah, the lead tight end um, over uh, in Houston, Jordan Atkins, um, is in concussion protocol. So I don't know. Guess what? Speaking of fresh blood, and we didn't mention this, you know, the Texans are off to a terrible start. There's no way with this team that they should be 0-4, but they are. And, um, you know, they booted they booted their uh, head coach out. Um, and so I think, again, when you talk about fresh start, maybe that's really good for Deshaun Watson this week against Jacksonville. Maybe it's good for the team at large. I went in and I picked up Darren Fells because Jordan Atkins is out. Thought it could be a good play. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, last week, for those that watched the uh, the the Green Bay game, probably never heard this name before because I sure didn't. But uh, Robert Toyn Tonyan is that how we're saying Tonyan? 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 I don't know. He had three know. touchdowns. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And but okay. Hot take. I think it's a bust. I agree. Who is Robert Tanyan? I think it's lightning in a bottle. I think it's absolutely lightning in a bottle. I think some people are getting a little bit cute and desperate, and they're picking him up off the heels of three touchdowns, but he's going into a bye week, which is stupid. stupid. It's just a waste of your... It's just a waste of a pickup on your waiver wire, and honestly, it's not proven to be consistent. Like, I, I think it's lightning in a bottle. Could be proven wrong. Could be fun to be proven wrong because this is like a young, cool new dude that's going to come up and, and have a name oh, yeah. for himself. But I, I think it's lightning in a bottle. And I personally don't think strategically you should go and pick somebody up that is going on by. Like, use your waiver position to get someone that's playing that week. My two cents. I 110,000% agree. And no, we did not confer before this. These are our honest opinions, real time. I totally agree. 
people are spouting off about this Robert Tanyan. Robert Tanyan. Everybody <laughs> loves Robert Tanyan. You guys, be real here. Robert Tanyan, definitely lightning in a bottle. You know who you should go with? Aside from, well, there's really, it's slim pickings. But you know who I do like and have thought about picking up on my own team is Mo Alley Cox. Uh, I don't know much about Mo, but what I do know is that Mark Andrews is questionable. He did not practice. He didn't even see the practice field on Wednesday. Um, I think he could be good. I'm I'm really not sure. How you how do you feel about that uh, for Mo Alley Cox on the Colts? I mean, he's definitely become a pretty favorite target of Philip Rivers, so um I like that that look. I think TY Hilton over there in terms of pass catching has been pretty lackluster. Um so Rivers needs someone, you know, someone else to throw it to. So, you know, I I do like that one is a bit of a sneaky peek up, pick up. Um, and again, sneaky peek up, sneaky peek up. The, I like that pickup too. Cause he's playing this week. That's the, the thing about Robert is like, I'm not saying that he's bad. I just think, you know, you need a little bit more, maybe consistency. It's great to have Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball. That never hurts. Um, but like, if you're talking week to week, I just think you want to pick up someone off the waivers that is playing a game that week. So I like the, the Mo mm-hmm. Alley Cox. I, I like, um, I like Schultz. You know, Dalton Schultz over in Dallas. I mean, I think he's, you know, stepped up a bit, um, you know, for 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 Dak and hopefully will continue to, uh, you know, see a rise. So I like that play uh, as well this week. Yeah, and I like that strategically, especially because the next three games, if they are played, will be the Giants this week, then the Cardinals next week, and then the Washington football the following week for Dalton Schultz. That is good odds. Those are good, I, I yeah. would take. I would take that any day to have a hopefully healthy tight end for three solid weeks. It's a it's a foolproof bet. I, I would t- I would pick him off the waivers if he's available now. I'd run, don't walk, run, run. <laughs> and speaking of the Cowboys, mm, more Cowboys bets. Do I do I feel them in my bones? Speaking of the Cowboys, so I I think I felt pretty good about my. Uh, my stream with the um, with the Rams last week against the Giants. I, I For those of you that care, I did not stream a new defense. I am keeping the Rams because they have an awesome matchup against Washington this week. That said, for those that want to go and stream, the Cowboys are playing the Giants and the Giants are new Dolphins. I understand the Cowboys D hasn't been amazing. I do understand that. But the Giants offense have been terrible that I think the Cowboys could have, you know, a, a really strong, you know, defensive week against uh, mm-hmm. Danny Pennies. I fully agree with that. And I love your analysis of the new Dolphins. The new <laughs> Dolphins. Play anyone against Danny Pennies and the Giants. That's for sure. Um, last week I had called out the the Cardinals as a potential defense. Um, I underestimated Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers. However, they are playing the Jets this week. So if you're desperate, I I really, for some reason, I just don't think the Cardinals defense is that bad. It's been historically horrible, but for some reason, I just feel like, um, the league is a little bit upside down right now (laughs) and, uh, they could pull that out against the Jets easily and actually look okay doing it. I think they were... Before this week, they were the ninth-ranked defense, which isn't bad. No. Not bad. Not bad in the top ten. 
Yeah, I'll take that. Take take top 14 in our league, even. How about that? <laughs> oh, defense. Streaming defense. Who else do we need to spotlight? I mean... If anyone. We used to... T- I think it's just worth noting, like, everybody used to talk about Seattle D in a big way. You know, Seattle is, is winning games, but not because of their defense. They're winning them because yeah. of their offense. So they do have a pretty decent matchup this week against the Vikings. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you used to without, without even flinching, you would say, you know, Seattle D is, is incredible. And, uh, I just think, you know, like I said, they're just not winning games this year because of it. They're winning it because of Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson. And, you know, like that's why they're winning games. Um, that said, they do have a pretty good matchup this week against the Vikings. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Um, Speaking of, and just to put a bow on the defensive section here, knowing that y'all are probably streaming D's, how do you think, um, how do you think as a Patriots fan, they'll fare without Stefan Gilmore if they do play this week? Um, it's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, it's, it depends. It's, it definitely depends. I mean, here's the other question. Is Cam Newton playing this week? Like, is he still out? Is he still on protocol? Like I don't know. They're going to have to get, you know, a little uh, creative over there in uh, in New England. Look, the one good thing is, you know, the Patriots are playing the Broncos. The Broncos have had some struggles at quarterback, at wide receiver. So, yes, losing, losing Stephon, you know, Gilmore hurts. Um, but luckily their matchup isn't too terrible. So it shouldn't hurt them too much, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hear you there. Had to ask the question. What the moral of this story is, is please just keep an eye between when this podcast drops every Friday in your earballs at 8 a.m. sharp Eastern time. Keep an eye on those waivers. But more importantly this year, like we said at the top of the show, if we could, we would have a news ticker across the bottom of this podcast. That's COVID updates, IR updates, and just generally, you got to keep an eye on this every single hour, every minute. So we come to you every Friday, but you know where to find us. Uh, hit us up on socials before and after the podcast drops. We are at the Draft Queens on Instagram and at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter. And if you really love us and if you've made it this far, maybe you do. Go over to iTunes and go leave us a five star and maybe even a review. It really, really means the world. And uh, as always, thank you guys for tuning into our full episode of The Draft Queens. Michelle, before we sign off, any last thoughts and any well wishes to listeners for week five? Just a big, fat, happy week five to everybody out there. Thank God we made it, guys. Have a great week. Let's go. Let's go.